Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened muted today after global markets continued to retreat in the second trading day of the year. Now, in early trade, the Straits Times Index was up 0.03% to 3,200 points after some 55 million securities changed hands and a broader market. The numbers on the SGX are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The Straits Times Index down 0.87% at 3,171 points. In terms of value turnover, we are looking at $872 million. Nagainas trope losers 247 versus 308. Top 5 movers by value we have here DBS, Singtel, OCBC, UOB and Capital Land Invest and heavily traded securities for the day, Citrim, Singtel and Chasen. In terms of companies to watch, we do have Citrim. It's contract for a 1,260 megawatt offshore substation platform valued at over 250 million sing dollars was cancelled. Now elsewhere, from minutes from the Fed's uh, December meeting to China's fiscal spending and the Japanese market's performance on the first day of trade this year, more international headlines remain in focus and Joining me on the line is David Chow, Director of Azure Capital. David, welcome. Hi, Jenjen. Good Thursday to you and uh, the, to the listeners out there. A good Thursday and Happy New Year as well. Of course. Happy New Year to you too. And David, let's talk a little bit about the minutes from the Fed's December meeting okay. and the latest uh, job openings and labour turnover survey or the jokes. Uh, before we mm-hmm. go to the STI, I believe the Fed was more hawkish than expected where the minutes and the language was concerned. Uh, but US job openings fell to a near three-year low in November, which seems to be uh, good news in some way. So all in, how would you read into the state of the US economy? Okay, uh, well, you're certainly right to say that the jobs... Uh, jobs, uh, job opening record is lowest, you know, since March 2021. And, you know, I don't know whether this, is this considered good news for the stock market, but bad news for yeah. the economy, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, coming to the Fed minutes, uh, I'm not sure whether, the, you know, the Fed had a wave of the uh, jobs number prior to their meeting on, mm. you know, uh, December 12, 13, in which, you know, the minutes were based on. But even though, you know, jobs number continued to weaken in the labor market with openings, you know, falling to 8.79 mil in November, this number is still well above the uh, pre-COVID levels and, you know, reaffirmed the view that despite some cracks appearing, mm. you know, the labor market by and large remains uh, healthy. And uh, I believe uh, also the labor market is still heading in the right direction and consistent with the Fed, you know, achieving its objective of, you know, price stability and the soft landings. And, uh, you know, just putting aside the uh, jobs report, so you think the Fed was more hawkish? Uh, well, I think to a certain extent, they did show that, uh, you know, interest, interest rate cuts were more likely, you know, this year, but uh, provided little clarity on, you know, when this may happen. So I believe it's uh, still too early for the Fed to really commit to a fixed mm. timeline in which they will initiate the cuts, you know, perhaps due to lingering concerns that it economy may face uh, you know, bouts of inflation still. So, you know, uh, our house view is that uh, we think that the you know, core CPI is 
still likely to increase slightly in the first quarter, you know, prompting, of course, the Fed to adopt a wait-and-see approach. And uh, unless there's an uh, unexpected, you know, sharp economic downturn or, mm. you know, a, a very um, clear signal that, you know, the labour market is weakening, uh, we think that rate cuts are more likely to begin in June. Right, in June, so no much. <laughs> no much. Okay, let's take a look at the STI. As how did it mm-hmm. fare so far today amid the developments in the US very quickly? Yeah, so I think you know, what happened today in the stock market is yet another example of you know how market behaves uh, when faced with uncertainty. And as I said earlier, this latest uncertainty will revolve around the uh, you know Fed's reluctance to commit to a uh, you know time of uh, you know in which they were really going to cut rates. So the market was probably expecting too much from the Fed in terms of commi- committing to this timeline. Hence, it went down. So SDI you know was uh, down I think point nine percent close. With, I think the stringent market leaning on the falls among the Asian markets on uh, LGFV's uh, repayments. So I said, uh, well, looking to the US markets, I think the, the, the NASDAQ and the broad-based market indices, um, they all had their falls in the first few days of the trading month. And, uh, you know, we are the US market stabilizing. I think there could be more volatility for the Asian markets in the coming days. Right. And let's zoom in on some of the companies to watch, David. We've got Citrium in Singapore. It's contract for this uh, $250 million project, which is a 1,260 megawatt offshore substation platform. That project was cancelled. How significant is this for Citrium? I think for a start, uh, I think no, no companies like to see contracts cancelled. But in the grand scheme of things, uh, it doesn't look too bad from a short-term perspective when you consider that Seacream announced a few days ago that it was awarded contracts from Shell, estimated at around you know, US 300 to 400 million. So when you factor in the cancellation of uh, this uh, 215 million, it probably um, still amount to a net contract wing of around US 50 million. And um, from a longer-term perspective, uh, if you look at the Order win for FY23, uh, I think order win will still be around $5 million or so in my estimates, with total order book amounting to $18 billion also as of FY23. So mm. this amount actually provides you know, top-line visibility for their revenue for at least three years. So it's not bad, really. Um, so bad news of this uh, cancellation aside, I think investors should still look towards uh, C-Trim's communication of its strategic review of hmm. business and merger between, you know, Capital Offshore and Stamcorp Marine, which could, you know, provide some post-merger cost savings to come. And uh, investors could also look out for you know, more winning orders from national oil companies. And, you know, finally, whether uh, there will be some positive news, uh, which, you know, would uh, make... Uh, Citrium will turn yeah. profitable by this year. Okay. And uh, very quickly, David, I do want to switch gears to take a look mm-hmm. at what's happening in China. It's Minister of Finance said the nation's government spending will rise this year. Of course, as uh, authorities look for ways to bolster domestic demand, how far do you think China can really regain momentum this year, though? I think market has very low expectations of the yeah, China, yeah. China authorities to do a bazooka type of stimulus you yeah. know, this year. So if the authorities, for whatever reason, could come up with a big generous package, but of course, you know, not in the same magnitude as they did in 2008. Perhaps, uh, just perhaps it could be enough to revive the whole economy. But to be honest, uh, stimulus aside, you know, to boost domestic demand is to hope for a strong consumption recovery. Perhaps uh, we think the biggest obstacle to this, in our opinion, has been really uh, the weak property market. So we believe the property sector will again be the main swing, swing factor that um, determines the uh, trajectory of retail spending you know, over this year and next. And as long as property markets continue to fall and developers' credit risk remains in the headlines, I guess we will not be expecting any meaningful uh, consumer confidence improvement. Right. And... Um, 
while share while policy makers you know appear to have acknowledged the urgency of the situation still uh, this may mm. not be enough to fix the confidence issue and uh, if by mid 2024 this year I mean if the market property market does not stabilize there could be a trade down effect and we could see that you know consumption consumers will go for consumption downgrade mm. and uh, in the worst case scenario this may actually contribute to a deflationary environment Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with David Chow, Director at Azure Capital from China. Uh, David, let's take a look mm-hmm. at Japan because markets there opened for the first day in 2024 and Tokyo stocks down sharply lower, mm-hmm. uh, playing catch up with the falls of US shares, of course. Any thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Well, I really hope uh, this is the only reason that the Japanese market fell today solely on you know, uh-huh. playing catching up, considering that you know today is technically the first trading day of the Japanese uh, stock market, but uh, sad to say, I believe the powerful earthquake which took place in Western Japan a few mm. days ago and the subsequent aircraft collision have probably hurt sentiment and led to a sell down. And if you look at some of the movers today in the Japanese stock market, you will, I think you will see that you know, airlines, construction, and energy firms actually took center stage. And of course, uh, some cheap related names like your Advantes and Tokyo Electron also you know, slumped 5% on the rise in US Treasury use. So all that actually contributed to, you know, I, I would say, the opening day fall of the Japanese stock market. Yeah. And further away, uh, let's take a look at what's happening in the US, David. Ads on Amazon's streaming service will start appearing in North America starting 29th of January and internationally on the 5th of February. And that is set to boost annual revenue by as much as $5 billion US dollars, according to a Bank of America analysis. What is then the outlook for Amazon? Okay, I think for Amazon stock to continue is run, bearing in mind that it ran up 81% last year. Um, I believe investors will be watching whether the tech giant can continue to improve the profitability of its massive you know, online retail business while fending off challenges in the cloud computing market, which is uh, extremely hard as they are the market leader and they are facing more and more competition by the day. But then again, to be fair, uh, Amazon's cloud cloud computing business will be uh, you know having an easier comparison year on year you know this year you know furthermore you know uh, companies we think uh, are likely to move past efforts uh, seem to cut back on cloud spending for this we could actually see you know Amazon web services sales growth to perhaps accelerate a bit this year and uh, I reckon that this uh, revenue boosting move by advertisements could actually mitigate perhaps some of the weaknesses in the cloud computing market if it happens and uh, overall I think this should add as a tailwind to uh, add revenue growth the other matters we should be looking out would be, you know, how you know Amazon actually responds to increasing competition from Chinese e-commerce firms, as uh. well as you know how the company positions, you know, Amazon Web Services for its AI business. Of course, the bigger, bigger thing is that, uh, you know, the we know the U.S. holiday sales is up, so mm. um, you know after. Amazon called the kickoff to holiday shopping following Thanksgiving is biggest ever, but the company did not disclose exact numbers. So I guess we, you know, us as investors, we have to wait for a clearer picture, you know, from the company's fourth quarter earnings release, I think expected later this month or, you know, early in February. Right, I guess it's all in the details and the numbers when they come in. And since we're on the topic of Amazon, it reminds me of all the tech giants. I do want to talk a little bit about Meta's Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. He sold nearly half a billion US dollars of what Meta platform shares in the last two months of 2023. Any thoughts or any reactions Mm -hmm. here? I believe he, he didn't sell anything before that, was it? 
That's right. I think you didn't sign anything since 2021, and I think I'll expect this to be a normal trading decision, you know, to lock in some gains, you know, and this is really applicable to any owner of businesses or just investors, you know, for that matter. Especially since, you know, Meta has read so much in the last year, I think 194%. Mm. So, you know, bear in mind that even after this uh, disposal or sales of stock, you know, uh, Mark still retained, I think, a 10 plus position in the company. Not sizable for sure, but, you know, little changes as compared to his position before the sales. Um, I think what's also of importance is whether she will buy back Meta share in the future should uh, the company share price, you know, takes a huge tumble. You know, whether she will do anything to support the share price. You know, sometimes, you know, a buyback by a listed company's owner, you know, when the share price is down, actually speaks volume of the, about the confidence that this owner has in the business. So we'll see about that. Right. Lots to watch indeed for the year 2024. Thanks a lot, David. That was David Chow, Director of Assure Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.